instead of pointing the fingers, they're going to go, wait a second, what am I doing? How can I be the healthiest version of myself? What do I need to do to improve and become a better husband or a better wife? Mm-hmm. That right there is probably one of the greatest gifts to, to make any marriage, whether it's a dysfunctional yeah. marriage, make it better or make a really good marriage even better. Welcome to the Secure Marriage Podcast, where we believe it's possible to fight less, feel understood, and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse. We're your hosts, Paul and Shannon Elmore, and on today's episode, what are the signs of an unhealthy marriage? Yep, that list is long and abundant. Yes, it is. That's why we're not going to bother with it. Okay. We're going to get a better answer to the question. All right. You want to hear what it is? I do. Then stay tuned. Here we go. Okay. You ready for another one? Mm Mm-hmm. Here we go. Okay. This is a fascinating question. Ooh. On a kind of a deeper level here. Here's the question. What do you think are the telltale signs that you are in an unhealthy relationship? It's a good question. What What do you think are the telltale signs that you are in an unhealthy relationship? And people have answered that question. They, mm-hmm. they they provided lots of questions or lots of answers to the question. Here's some of them people just started listing. Walking on eggshells, unable or feeling unable to bring up something that bothered you or hurt because you don't know what the reaction is going to be. Being the only one to put effort in the relationship. Um, having nothing to talk about. Yelling, screaming, stomping, slamming, tantrum throwing, name calling, asking for a divorce after every minor disagreement. Um, constant unfounded accusations. I mean, there's a long list here. Yeah. Which made me actually think it's the wrong question to ask. Hmm. What are the signs of an unhealthy relationship? That would be the same thing as going, um, tell me if you're an unhealthy person physically. If you're, if your physical health is unhealthy, tell me that you're on, tell me that you're unhealthy. You could list off a thousand different diseases or ailments or issues. In fact, the DSM, the 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 medical code book of of things that you can put in your insurance form if you go to the doctor for things as well, is is three inches thick. Right. It's huge. Right. So asking the questions, what are the signs of an unhealthy marriage would be an incredibly long podcast episode. Well, yeah, and and there there are so many things like you're saying yeah. there, duh. Oh my word. I'm glad you I'm caught up. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's like the light bulb just came on. <laughs> that what I'm about to say is exactly what you just said in different words. Uh-huh. But say them. For those that need to hear them from Shannon's perspective. <laughs> oh man. So fun. I love you. I just, well, like, um, I just think there's so many things that could, but may not be signs of an in a healthy relationship or a marriage. Like, like you get Italian families and all they do is yell and scream at each other, oh, yeah. but 
they they all love each other yeah. and they all get along and then yeah. when they're done they kiss and make yeah. up and everything's good That's fine. so so in one one relationship yelling and screaming yeah. might be traumatic traumatic and then another might it's not be a tuesday so, so it's hard to kind of have objective standards yes, because a lot that's, of them are subjective or cultural yes that's exactly what i was trying to get i knew to. it was i was just gonna help kind of get Thank you, you there i appreciate that my pleasure that's why i'm here I think the better question, and it kind of goes back to how do you identify a a uh, false, not a false bill, a transactional bill. See, now my brain's not working. A counterfeit dollar bill. <laughs> the people who are trained to identify counterfeit dollar bills don't try to study all of the different counterfeit bills. They actually study a good dollar bill. They know right. what an original uh, dollar bill actually, actually looks, looks like, like so that they compare they know it so well that when they see something that is missing missing or, or inaccurate in the wrong, yes that it stands out to them immediately and so the better question is what are the things that actually uh, are telltale signs of a, a healthy, healthy relationship and or, those are actually easier to identify right because those are actually ha are fewer in number mm -hmm. but a thousand times more powerful sure what would be the first thing that would come to your head of what are the signs of a healthy marriage? Uh, when you have a healthy relationship, uh, both partners are going to um, have a high level of openness. Yes. They're not defensive. They're yes. not closed off towards each other. Right. They, they are receptive towards mm -hmm. each other. They're open towards each other. Yeah. Yeah. That one... Th I severely lacked that when we first got married, I think. Hmm. I had to work really hard at that one. Yeah. So. Yeah. How, how would you rate yourself now? Now? Yeah. Oh, I think I'm about 75% okay. there. Yeah. If you ask me to, to ask you the question, honey, what what am I doing um, or what can I do better in our marriage? What? How, yeah, how can I be a better wife for yeah. you? That's still a hard one for me to hear. So I'm not terribly <laughs> open to that. But yeah, at least you know the question now. <laughs> better than, better than you know, previous years. Right. I right, like right. it. I like it. Um, yes, openness is absolutely huge. Another word you can have for that is vulnerability. Right. Vulnerability is terrifying. It is really, really hard to be exposed and allow yourself to be unprotected and trust that the other person isn't going to weaponize right. that and, isn't going to use it against you and and i think that that is probably what the core for me really yeah, was it is it is and that is the core of why most openness is so difficult for most couples right. but when a couple has it <clears throat> it is a beautiful beautiful thing yeah. to see so yeah. it starts with openness mm -hmm. i would say the next one is um the both spouses are willing to take responsibility for the things that they're doing that contribute to, to the dysfunction in the relationship. Yeah. Instead of pointing the fingers, they're going to go, wait a second, what am I doing? How can I be the healthiest version of myself? What do I need to do to improve and become a better husband or a better wife? Mm -hmm. That right there is probably one of the greatest gifts to, to make any marriage, whether it's a dysfunctional yeah. marriage, make it better or make a really good marriage even better. Right. That is so powerful. So openness, responsibility. How about another one? Not that. You've been on the sauce? <laughs> no. <laughs> Hold on. Another one is um, empathy, having empathy. empathy. When I can communicate to you that your feelings matter to yes, me, thank even you. if I don't have the same feelings, yes. 
again, we're sitting in the house here. You might be cold. I might be warm. If I go, what's your problem? Why are you cold? Right. You're out of your mind. It's not cold. That's not very empathetic. No. But if I can go, I'm I'm fine. I'm warm. I'm, I'm doing great. I'm sorry that you are cold. Let me get you a blanket. Here's a sweater. Let me turn up the heat. Let me... When when you pay attention to the other person's feelings or experience and not discount them, but validate them, take them into consideration as you're making decisions. So I'm not going to say, I'm sorry, you're cold. Let's go buy slushies because those are tasty. You know, you you make decisions based upon the needs and the feelings of the other person. Um, That is a a very good telltale sign of what a healthy marriage is. Right. And that's not just when you talk about um, taking into account the other person's feelings. Yeah. That's not just their emotional feelings. That's their, their experience, their, their physical feel like, cause you talk about being cold, but it also means like if I'm sad or like something, uh, something upsets you, you, yes, you, let's put it into TV. I don't know why TV right now, but I have no desire to watch movies at the moment that have anything to do with trauma or distress right. or, you know, kind of these really heavy themes. I'm done. I want to watch happy, lighthearted movies, goofy, goofy movies. That's or an emotional decision or documentaries, which <laughs> drive you crazy, <laughs> but that's an emotional decision. And right. you take that into consideration. Yes, for me. absolutely. Yeah, that matters. Yes. So openness, responsibility, empathy. The next one is grace. Grace. Yes. That says, I know that you are not perfect. I know that you are uh, a fallible human being who's going to make mistakes. And I still choose to unconditionally love and accept you because you have inherent value. Not yes. based upon what you do, but based upon who you are. Yes, Exactly. When I see you through those eyes, your love is not performance-based. I don't love you because you do certain things. I love you because of who you are. It is unconditional love. That creates all sorts of levels of safety and congruence, and it allows you and I to be vulnerable and have openness. Just, yes, I was just going to say that. The, the, the more that you've done that for me over the years yeah. has allowed me to become more vulnerable and more open because I know yeah. that when you see the real me, yeah. you still will see me as valuable and not as the way that I see myself sometimes, which is not very valuable. <laughs> I don't know how that comes out right now. Again, I was thinking about this earlier today. How? Um, I recognize that I uh, am overweight. I need to start changing my diet. I need to start exercising. I need to lose some pounds. I'm uh-huh. just very, very uh, aware of that. And yet I found myself embarrassed to work out in front of you. I don't, for whatever reason, want to do push-ups in front of you or huh. do some sort of thing. And it's like, that's, yeah, huh. Why? Why is that? I think she's going to like me. I actually think she'll approve of me trying to get a better body. I don't think she's going to be disappointed. So what is the fear? Why am I so uh, embarrassed or ashamed or why is that vulnerable? That's just an interesting thing I was thinking about today. But it comes back to this. I'm wondering if I'm not going to be accepted in some way. While having to admit that I've got some areas I need to change in myself. Sure. I'm, I'm not proud of those areas. And so we like to hide those things. Yeah. That survival brain makes you hide a lot of things. Yeah, interesting. So anyway, I'm now telling you face-to-face and in front of all seven of our listeners on this podcast. So now I should probably start doing sit-ups or something, right? Or something. (laughs) I would like to. Would that be okay with you? 
Of course. You're not going to make fun of me? No, not okay. at all. And as a matter of fact, if you <clears throat> start doing it, I might feel like I need to join you in doing it as well. Yes, that's actually probably pretty true. Both because it's a healthy thing to do and you also are competitive. So No, and it wouldn't be because of that. It oh. would be because you're doing it and I want to do it. And so when same, you don't have to do it alone, it's yeah. even better. Same reason why you go hike the mountain to train for your Tough Mudder. I want to go with you because I just want to do it with you. Yes. Cool. So openness, responsibility, empathy, grace, oneness. This is a huge thing. Yes, this, have, this, this can also be <clears throat> called shared values. Shared values. And I just came across another post on on the forums today where this woman says, when we were dating, I told my then boyfriend that I have no interest in having kids. None. I just don't want to have any kids. We got married. And for the last year of our marriage, he's been pushing to have a kid. What do I do? Is this, How's this marriage going to make it? And it's like, well, uh, number one, thank you for being honest. Number sure. two... I'm not so sure why he's trying to change you and and um, not honor who he married because right. if you were really clear about that and what kind of um, delusional thinking he's thinking that he can actually change your mind about. But this is a value. This is a right. This is a make it or break it deal breaker in a lot of relationships. Which is I. This is what I want. This is what is important to me. And. And if we differ on those, we're going to have all sorts of conflict on that. Right. And again, the big five around those are sex, money, parenting, faith, faith and, family. and family. Faith could be worldview and truth and politics and things like that. But And family, extended family. Sex, money, parenting. That's this argument right, right here that is on there. Do we have kids? Do we not have kids? How many kids do we have? Right. When do we have kids? Who disciplines them? Who provides for them? Who's working? Who's not working? I mean, a thousand things around that. And we just did an episode. Yeah, we did. Uh, answering something similar, similar to that yeah. and what you actually do yeah. if you have one of you doesn't want one and one of you yep. does. And yep. so if you are, if that happens to be your thing, go, go back, back and, and find that, that episode. Pos yeah. possum, possum, possum. What are you talking about possums? <laughs> I was, what I was trying to say episode and you said something and my words just went little, 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 possum. Possum. So if you want to listen to that possum, everybody, <laughs> you can go back and find that. Getting back oh, to the list. Word. Openness, responsibility, empathy, grace, oneness, and needs. needs. That is, are you a student of your spouse? Yes. Truly, are you paying attention going, okay, I know that she likes this and doesn't like that. I know that she likes her water cold, not, not hot. I know that she likes to lay this way in the bed, not that way. She likes to have TV on before we go to bed, not TV off. I mean, all these things. You are a student of your spouse and so that you know them as good as they know themselves. That is understanding the needs of your spouse. It is. If you're not a good student of, of who you've been married, if you aren't actively doing that, I've been married to you for 30 years now. We just celebrated yeah. 30 years on April 3rd here. And I am still trying to figure you out on some things. It's like, <laughs> oh, okay, that's this preference. She likes this over right. that. That's well, good to know. Well, and it's very possible that earlier in our marriage, I may have preferred something yes. else. So, so you change. Yes. You're not the actual same person that you were that I married, yes. which is okay. You you helped me learn that it's okay to change yes. and, and to like new things and to try new things and to figure out what my flavor is now. Do you remember our conversation that flavors have changed? I do remember that conversation. Uh, what what flavors have changed within me? With oh yeah, I don't remember that. Food wise. Oh, food wise. We were driving. We were talking about it. 
shellfish. Oh, sh- oh, okay, yes, shellfish. Yes. You, I used to like shrimp and crab and all that stuff, and, and now and you do not. Oof, I have uh-huh. an aversion to all of it. I it even surprised me. I don't yeah. like lobster or crab or scallops or shrimp or anything that has to do with, especially oysters. Ugh. Oh, they're Whoever. fun. They're Ugh. fun to scoop the pearl out of, yeah, but, but not, not good to put I was in your looking mouth. At, I was looking. I'd never seen the inside of an oyster before. Yeah. I've never done oyster shooters. Yeah. None of that kind of stuff. It's like a booger. And, in there. and I was looking at that thing when she yeah. was, and I was like. People Ooh. eat those? Yep. Oh, oh. <laughs> Raw. They just oh. crack them open and slide them no. in. No. Okay, enough. I'm going to gag. Uh, my gagger's just getting a little dangly or something. This represents how one spouse understands the needs of the other <laughs> spouse. Because I know there's a line that I can talk about certain things before her Gag mouth starts to water. In. And it's like, okay, I'm done. I've learned that about my spouse. Where is your line with your spouse? This is the job that you are supposed to do as a husband or a wife is to know where that line is with your partner. If any one of those six things are missing, you have an unhealthy marriage. If any one of those things are out of balance or out of whack, you are now moving down that pathway of unhealthy. unhealthy. And you can be unhealthy like just a head cold, but you're still unhealthy. Or you can be as unhealthy as you've got cancer and it's terminal kind of thing. So there's a large spectrum of unhealth. Healthy is much, much easier to identify and describe. And we found these six topics after sitting with hundreds and hundreds of couples listening to the problems that they are bringing into my office. And I kind of whittled it down to these are the six areas that every couple is out of balance in one of those areas. Right. And if they can fix those six areas. Oh, there's only six, by the way. Six is fixable. Six is easy to remember. By the way, if you weren't paying attention, openness, responsibility, empathy, grace, oneness, and needs is actually the acronym OREGON. O-R-E-G-O-N. Openness, responsibility, empathy, grace, oneness, and needs. See, you see it now, don't you? It was a quinky dink. It was a quinky dink. We happen to live in Oregon yes. as well. That is the signs of a healthy marriage. Yes. If you're going, okay, that's helpful. I now know how to kind of diagnose or at least evaluate my relationship that I'm in right now. Um, but if I'm out of balance in any one of those things and I want to get healthy in that, what do I do? We can help you there too, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Because we actually have an online program that goes through all six of those things. Um, And that program is actually about five hours long. We actually did a deep dive on each one of those topics. There's actually exercises and worksheets and things that you can do so that you can get better in all of those areas. Um, If you go to securemarriage.com, it's actually uh, under the online courses. It's called the six Six secrets Secrets of of every every secure secure marriage. marriage. You click on that. It's also called the online workshop. Um, Go to that, download that program, and you will have one of the most powerful tools that, that, I mean, I use these tools. I use these techniques with my clients uh, who were uh, paying for couples counseling when I was a therapist. Um, I've put them into an online package. I know that these tools work. They have been proven to work. um, And it's really, really nice to have a really clear um, kind of roadmap or path in front of you that Mm -hmm. says, okay, now we know what we need to work on. We don't have to work on everything. Right. This one thing is going to get us the biggest bang for our dollar and make our marriage get better. That's that's the benefit of having that. So securemarriage.com, 
online courses, click on six secrets and that'll get you to the things that signify a healthy relationship everywhere. Yeah. It's a good question. Again, I like questions that make it easy for us to have an answer for. The questions that people are asking are the tools that we've already built. Right. Because we've heard a thousand people ask the question. Right, exactly. So we're actually preemptively answering the question and someone else is just asking the same question. It's amazing how many of the, there's only about 10 different questions on these relationship forums that people are asking uh, topically. Right. They, they just word them differently, yep, yep. but they're all, the and core of the question is the, the same. same thing. And it's yeah. whatever degree, sometimes it's just starting to be bad. Sometimes it's been bad for 20 years, right. but it's still the same issue. So your marriage, dear listener, can absolutely get better. You have hope. We want you to hear that, that it can absolutely get better. Shannon has grown and changed in who she is as a wife. I absolutely have grown and changed as a husband. Mm -hmm. I am not the ignorant <laughs> moron that I was when we first got married. I'm actually proud of that fact. I take great pride in trying to be the healthiest, best husband I can. And I know that you take great pride in being a lovely and beautiful wife. And it's a joy to try to outdo each other yeah, it's and fun. outserve each other by being good spouses. That's what we want for every couple out there. That's what's available for every couple out there. Um, it takes a little bit of work, just like you and I have to work on it. Yeah. And we use these tools that, that we're offering everyone else, but we, <clears throat> we want you to know that it's possible. We're here to give you hope. Yes. Don't give up. Don't give up. You can't see it right now, but I'm shaking my He's hands. He's shaking don't, his arms. Don't give up. Okay. Is that it? I, I think you have covered it well. Okay. If you have questions, dear listener, you can actually email us, Shannon at securemarriage.com or Paul at securemarriage.com. We actually read those emails. We respond to most of them. And a lot of times we'll make a podcast episode out of whatever question you have. So if you would like to hear an answer to a specific issue in your relationship, feel free to email us and we'll be glad to get back to you. Yeah. Other than that, Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time. All righty. Goodbye. Mm -hmm. Bye-bye.